Dr. Grant Hebel was raised in Overland Park, Kansas. His interest in veterinary medicine started at 10 years of age, when his family dog became ill with parvovirus. He earned his DVM degree from Kansas State University in 1995. After graduation, he entered small animal private practice for a few years before enlisting as a veterinarian in the United States Army. He served for eight years, three years in active duty, and five years in the reserves. He was deployed to the Middle East in 2003. After leaving the military, he worked for a food science company doing nutritional analysis and bacteriological testing. Afterwards, he worked for the Fremont Fire and Rescue as well as the Omaha Fire and Rescue Service as a paramedic for seven years. He was also the co-founder of a brewery at that time as well. In 2012, he and his wife, Dr. Jennifer Hebel, founded Five Elements Veterinary Alternatives in Omaha, Nebraska. They offer acupuncture, chiropractic, rehabilitation, sound and vibrational therapy, nutritional and herbal therapy, and others. Grant received animal chiropractic training at Options for Animals and acupuncture training at Chi University. Please enjoy this conversation with Dr. Grant Hebel as we discuss his education, time in the military, establishing a holistic practice, and his activities outside the office. Dr. Hebel, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, where did you grow up? I originally grew up in the Kansas City area in Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, so pretty, uh, pretty suburban then. Yeah, yeah, it's a definitely uh, a small animal (laughs) area. (laughs) Did you uh, did you have a lot of pets growing up? Uh, Yeah, we had a lot of pocket pets. Like my sister and I had rabbits, and we would be the kind that would go out and find bullfrogs and bring them home and had a lot of fish. And I even, um, I got into a, a mouse breeding <laughs> uh, idea one time. I had, so I had a lot of mice and hamsters and parakeets and cats. And yeah, we had a dog, a couple dogs. So quite nice. a few. Wow. Hey, uh, when did you decide that you want to be a veterinarian? Well, actually it was, um, because of one of our dogs when I was about 10 years old, we, got her and I don't remember where we got her from but her name is Penny she's a beagle and uh, she ended up having parvo and I just remember the the veterinarian at the time uh, took his time and was you know took me took me to the back and kind of showed me where she was staying and and um, you know in that time it certainly wasn't a given that parvo puppy was going to survive and and she did end up surviving and uh, and that's when my desire to be a veterinarian started. So I guess you could say back when I was about 10 years old. Oh, cool. Well, it's good that you made it. Like you said, back then it was really touch and go. Oh, yeah. Where did you uh, do your undergrad? Uh, I I did my undergrad and veterinary school, both at Kansas State in Kansas. What did you study in undergrad? I just did pre-vet. So at the time, I just did three years of undergrad and uh, went right into vet school. Was uh, K State your your first choice? Then, obviously, did you apply other places, or was that that going to be it? No, that was it. And you know, and it was an interesting time. Um, I knew again from the time I was small that I what I wanted to do, and I started working for a, a small animal veterinarian, and and just right down the same same clinic that you know I treated my dog and. Um, started working when I was 16 and worked all the way through and worked summers for college. And so I think when I applied 
to vet school the first time they saw all that experience and I don't know I I got in got in the first time after three years and uh so yeah that's good did you always work at that same clinic then I did yeah and actually I ended up (laughs) interestingly enough my first job out of school I ended up working for the veterinarian who um, kind of inspired me Uh, he had gotten his own practice by that time and and uh he approached me in December before I graduated that May and, and, uh, and asked me if I wanted to work for him as a, as a vet. So I did. Oh, that's kind of cool. How big was your uh, vet school class? Oh, memory serves me. I think we had probably in the around 90, maybe something like that. Yeah. Did you enjoy school? Um, yeah, you know, I enjoyed school, not because of veterinary school necessarily, but I was, I was heavy into triathlon and I, I made a lot of friends through that and um, the rowing team. And, and I, I guess I, I did a lot of things outside of veterinary school. Um, I, I can't, I don't know that I can really say I enjoyed uh, vet school per se, but, um, but yeah, I did enjoy the, the college experience for sure. Yeah. Manhattan's a nice place to go to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you get any exposure to holistic medicine in school? No, this was in 1995. So um, I graduated in 1995. So I, I had no, I, I wouldn't even have been able to tell you. <laughs> you know, even back back then, I guess I did start getting adjusted myself as uh, um, probably in the early 90s. Uh, I started getting chiropractically adjusted because I was an athlete and and just um, kind of got roped into it, if you will, by a friend of mine that said, Hey, you know, you know, this really helps. And I was still a little skeptical about it, honestly, back then. And, and that was my first kind of introduction to, to anything that was outside of normal Western medicine. But yeah, uh, but in yeah. school, no, I mean, absolutely not. I, I, I can't remember it. I can't even remember them once mentioning <laughs> like acupuncture or, or herbs or, you know, anything. Did you know you wanted to go into small in practice then when you got out? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was pretty, pretty tracked there. Um, now when I went to school, we, we did have to, and I don't know necessarily how Kansas state is now, but at, at the time, you know, we had to basically do everything. And, and I do remember enjoying the food animal rotation. Um, you know, and I, I, I didn't really honestly enjoy the, the equine side all that much, but Later in life, when I got into acupuncture and chiropractic, I, I, I actually did enjoy working on on horses. But at the time, I, I just thought, oh man, it's something else I have to do. And I just, you know, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't, I can't say I really enjoyed that. But I do remember enjoying um, food animal for some reason. But uh, but no, I knew, yeah, I knew absolutely. I I wanted to do small animal. That seems to be. Um seems to be a kind of a recurring theme with, with folks when you start going to, you know, to get chiropractic training or acupuncture, mm-hmm. you get small animal people, at least that, you know, that's their ticket back into working on lar- larger animals, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, is to do it through uh, chiropractic or acupuncture. Sure. So, so you, after graduation, you went to the practice with the, I went, that yeah, I yeah. Worked for, I worked in for a practice in Leewood, Kansas, um, totally, you know, completely small animal, uh, for probably about three years. And, and then um, I actually went into the army. That's when I, 
I remember, uh, I believe his name was Dr. Seidel at, at Kansas State, made us sit through a lecture on the, the Army. And I kind of remember at the time thinking, oh, my God, why do I have to sit through this? You know, nobody wants to go into the Army. And, and uh, after a few years of practice, I was like, you know, that Army thing doesn't sound so bad. And, and so, so uh, I went, ended up in the Army and uh, as a veterinarian. Yeah. And that's what brought me up here. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska now. And um, uh, I, I got stationed at, at Offutt Air Force Base in um, in Bellevue, Nebraska. Even though I was in the Army, I got stationed at an, in an Air Force Base. And that's kind of what brought me up here, or that is what brought me up to this area. Yeah. So what was your time like in the military? You know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I really enjoyed the uh, I guess I liked the structure and just the, um, I, I actually enjoyed the food inspection, which a lot of the vets, um, they didn't, you know, they're just like, I'd, why do we have to do food inspection? And, and yeah, it is kind of a historical thing. That's just kind of what vets have always done in the army. But, but I just took it as kind of a, an interesting thing. And, and, um, you know, I got to go into these huge food places and, um, you know, see how things are made. And, and I, I kind of, I don't know, I just kind of enjoyed it from that side of things. And I did a lot of traveling in this region, um, going around doing food inspection for the army. And, uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed my time and, and sometimes I would find myself in training at Fort Leavenworth and, you know, crawling around in the, in the weeds and thinking, man, I'm getting paid for this. This is great. You know, <laughs> And other people would be kind of complaining about it, but. Um, but uh, did you have any exposure to that public health kind of thing in, while you're in school? No, just, just the kind of brief. Um, uh, well, you know, I think we had an epidemiology class in undergrad or, or something, but um, just that, that, I mean, what I remember is that that one professor, he, he took his time to kind of show a slideshow of, of what he did in the army. And, and, you know, again, at the time I was kind of like, eh, you know, this is kind of boring, but, but, uh, I did remember it and it was enough to, to kind of, um, you know, plant that seed. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anybody in your class at K-State that was actually in the military while you were going through school? Uh, there, I, I don't know. Cause I, yeah. it wouldn't have really been on my radar at the time, to be honest. Um, there, there could have been, but I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a bit older than you, but you know, there were a couple, there was a guy I know, I remember in the class ahead of me that was in the military and you think, geez, if you think about if you'd had that option, maybe to have school paid for. Yeah. That's actually you what know. my, you know, my wife did. And that's how we met was, uh, we met in the army and, or I was actually out of the army, but I was working as a part-time, um, that still at Offit, I was um, a civilian at the time, and she came in as the captain, like two or three captains after me, and and that's how that's how we met. But I, I believe, and it would be a conversation to have with her. But I, I believe it was the last couple of years of school that the army paid for. So that's kind of a nice option. So yeah. uh, how how long were you in the service total? Uh, I was three years active and then five years reserve. And, and when I was in the reserves is when I actually got deployed. I went over um, to the Middle East in 2003 for about a year. And, and what, uh, 
what were you doing when you're over there? Were you doing food inspection or do you have other duties in um, addition to that? Bo- both food inspection and taking care of dogs. There were a ton of dogs over there. Um, some owned by the military and some owned by uh, contractors, but there were quite a few. And, um, in some other countries as well that we would help take care of their, their dogs. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was all over, but I, uh, ended up mostly in Kyrgyzstan. So I was in, uh, in Kyrgyzstan for, I don't know, a, a few months anyway. Was your clinical experience there? Were you pretty well outfitted and what kind of, what kind of things you kind of did everything I would assume? Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. Like there, yeah, there, there was a, like in Qatar, there was a, a fairly good little hospital and um, we were out in the field at times and wouldn't have a, you know, a whole lot, just kind of what we could, could bring along. But luckily I never, luckily I never had any like major emergent things that would require a lot of care. Um, and then, yeah, we did do a fair amount of food inspection as well. So, um, and I got, it was an Air Force, again, an Air Force base. I was on in Kyrgyzstan and I got to to know the Air Force public health people. And so um, I would get to go with them to inspect the restaurants and inspect the hotels. And, you know, it was, it, so that, that part of it was kind of actually fun because at the time we could still leave base, but shortly after I left, they locked everybody down. But, um, were those air force, uh, public health people were some of those veterinarians as well or no, they weren't, but, but, um, that's, yeah. So I actually ended my career in the, in the air force. I had switched because it's a whole story, but our, our army, my army unit had gotten kind of eaten up by one out of like, I think in Minneapolis. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to travel. I don't, didn't want to travel up there every month. So I, I just made kind of a lateral change over to the Air Force. They had a local um, local unit here in, in Bellevue. And, and I, I, you know, they were talking about sending me back to school and, and all that for my MPH. And, and I just, um, I don't remember exactly why, but at the time I was like, no, you know, I think I'm probably, I think I'm probably done. So, so I got out after about, yeah, five years of reserve. When you were, uh, after you got off of active duty, what sort of practice did you join with then? Well, I'm trying to think. So uh, when I got off of active duty, so I, I kind of have a, a, a bit of a history here. I, I kind of have not always enjoyed veterinary medicine. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm probably pretty common in that respect. But so I actually worked for a, um, a food lab where we would do nutritional analysis and and bacteriology on on food and you know during that time i was kind of becoming interested in ems and emergency medical services and i was volunteering for a a fire department in bellevue and ended up getting my emt and ended up on a paid service with with a little town in Fremont. And long story short, I ended up as a paramedic on Omaha Fire. So I worked for about seven years as a paramedic after that. So And were you still working in that food service job? No, no. That I you know, I honestly really enjoyed that, but it was it was very um it didn't pay much, put it that way. And it was so so no. I once once I got hired on in the fire department, then I left that job. But, gotcha. 
I think I was still kind of working. I, I don't think I like completely left veterinary medicine except for maybe two, maybe three years in there. Cause I was still kind of picking up a shift here and there at different places. But, um, but I never really went back to regular, like conventional practice after those first three years. So when you were with Omaha, were you to the standard 24 on 48 off? Yeah, no, we did actually um, 24 on, 24 off for five shifts, so 10 days straight and then six days off. Oh, nice. And were you still triathloning then? Yeah, yeah. No, no, actually, I kind of, I got, I I did a lot of triathlons in the early 90s and then kind of gave that up for a bit and then got back into it. Um, Would have been, I don't know, 2012, maybe 2011, so... So after that time in, with the uh, the fire service, how did you get back into veterinary medicine more full time? Yeah, um, well, I actually left the fire service to open a brewery of all things. Um, I just had a three friends of mine and I. We were like, "Hey, let's, this is when like the craft craft beer was just taking off, and and everybody it seemed like a lot of people were doing that, and and we were pretty avid home brewers. So I had left there and um, opened a brewery in in Glenwood, Iowa. And, um, it was just still open, but to this day, but, but I only stayed with that about a year cause there just wasn't, again, there just wasn't a whole lot of money in it. And, and that's about the time that my wife, Jen says, Hey, do you want to go to get acupuncture certified? It might be something you might like. And I was like, well, where is it? And she said in Florida and I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. I'll go. You know, and uh, and I honestly went down there just just kind of a bit skeptical, if you will, which I guess we should all be a bit skeptical of things. But uh, and I remember leaving there thinking, even after the first time, thinking, man, if half of this is true, this is this is a valid modality. You know, this is really cool because I I hadn't seen the excitement in in veterinary medicine, like the, you know, the Chi Institute was just like, everybody was super excited about acupuncture and, and, uh, and it really did make a, an impression on me. And so, uh, you know, I finished that and that was about the time that she was going out on her own and opened five elements. And that was, uh, maybe 2012. And, uh, um, so all that was kind of happening at once. And, uh, then I think I joined her that fall, um, like, yeah, fall of 2012, maybe. Yeah. And so were you, you guys were married at the time you went to Chi or no? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, we had already been married. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then I got chiropractic certified shortly after that, I think. Um, yeah, I probably, I think I finished options in like February of 2013. And, and, and you know, that's kind of when you say the rest is history, but, um, that's really what I do now is on a daily basis. I probably do 90% chiropractic. So (laughs) I just really fell in love with it. And, uh, uh, yeah, do that. It's, it's all small animal at this point, but I, I did do a number of horses, um, that first couple of years. So you enjoyed your time at options. I did. Yeah. Um, and I, I really felt like um, I felt like they, you know, did a really nice job at teaching some neurology and kind of teaching the background. Cause even, even though I had been adjusted myself so many times throughout life, I, I just didn't really, honestly, just didn't really quite understand how it, 
how it worked or, you know, or how, um, you know, I was still maybe just kind of like, well, I know it works on me, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking if I have, you know, the old, they always used to say, well, I'm putting bones back into place. And I always used to think, no, if I had a bone out of place, I'd be paralyzed kind of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so they did a really nice job, I think. I mean, it was, a, as you probably know, I mean, it was a, a mixture of, of DCs and, and DVMs. And I, I thought it was, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't do the, the five weeks straight. I did, I did like um, the, you know, the one weekend or whatever it was over a five month time. So, yeah. Um, did you enjoy being in class next, you know, sitting next to DCs and having DCs as instructors? You know, I did. I, I've talked to people who kind of took that as a, I, I wouldn't say an insult kind of thing, but just, you know, like, what are they teaching? You know, what are they teaching veterinary stuff for? And, and I don't know, I've just never been one that I just kind of listen to people and, 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 uh, and try to figure out where they're coming from. And, and I, I felt like they, you know, I, I did, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the mixture and I, you know, talking to, talking to the DCs and kind of their experiences and, um, you know, why they were there and you know, getting into that kind of thing. So. It is kind of cool. It is kind of cool when you go to those that not only are you interacting with them, but you know, they've probably been trained a bunch of different ways, you know, come from yeah. a, a bunch of different schools and have different ways of approaching things, which I thought always was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me about the practice. Yeah. So, um, so my wife and I own the practice together. It's called five elements veterinary and we're in, uh, Omaha and it literally started, um, you know, we say out of the trunk of her car, but it, 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 it basically was, I mean, she left private practice and just decided, I think at the time she was Cairo and rehab certified and she was literally like going around to different vet clinics and, um, you know, would treat one or two dogs or probably an occasional cat, but mostly sport dogs at the time. And, uh, then I remember, yeah, she was kind of leasing a space from a local vet and, and we just kind of put pencil to paper and said, yeah, you know, you're paying enough that we could have a, you know, you could rent a space, you know? And so it was probably that summer we, we found a small space, literally, you know, less than a thousand square feet, um, in a fairly decent part of Omaha and, uh, kind of central Omaha and, uh, got, got that space and hired our first employee and, um, and that took off. And then that's kind of where I mentioned earlier, I think it was, you know, September, October of that same year then that I, I came on and, um, and then as soon as I, I mean, I was just doing, I don't say just, but I was, I was doing acupuncture at the time and, um, and I was in chiropractic class, but once I got once I got certified in chiropractic, then it just, the doors just blew off. <laughs> I mean, we were just busy, busy, busy. And we ended up uh, only about three years in that location and then moved to where we're at now, which is um, about a 6,000 square foot building. And at one time we had upwards, I think we had six doctors working, including us. And um, COVID kind of knocked us down a little bit. We're we're at three full-time doctors and a, and a part-time doctor right now. But, um, so we, we do kind of the standard integrative care. Um, 
I do, I do mostly, if not all mobility cases. So, um, so I still do some acupuncture. I still do some herbs, but it's typically along the line of a mobility um, type thing. And, and I do a lot of manual therapy, a lot of chiropractic, um, a little bit of, I get into a little bit of home exercise programs, things like that. But, um, most of it, most of what I do is manual therapy. And I've, again, just really enjoyed that. I just think over the last 10 years or so, I've just really honed those abilities and um, skills and just really enjoy doing it. Do you uh, get back to options for for CE? Yeah. 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 So I've been back to there twice, I think, for their advanced courses. And then um, uh, I went with another group recently uh, uh, out in uh, Illinois. And uh, so I've been to a few different advanced chiro courses, yeah. So your is your adjusting style pretty similar to what you learned in school or have you evolved at all? Yeah, um I would say to like watch what I'm doing, it probably doesn't look like <laughs> yeah, certainly doesn't look like the the setups that they taught taught me ten years ago. I think I think the theory I mean, obviously the theories and the um and what I'm actually doing is yeah, I mean it is chiropractic and it is what we were taught, but but I, yeah, I kind of come up with some different things like, um, I, I, yeah, just certainly, yeah, different techniques to do that, I think, especially the neck. I, I think I've really kind of, you know, uh, hone, hone those abilities a little bit. So that seems to happen a lot, though. You know, we get out, we get to figuring out what works for us and, yeah. and uh, things evolve. So what do you think you said, you know, that kind of the practice really took a jump when you started offering chiropractic? Uh-huh. Any idea why that was? Um, I I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I can tell you, like we did hire at one point. We had a we had a vet that was a. Um, she, well, well, my wife is also rehab certified, but so so we did. A, we were somewhat rehab heavy when we first moved over here because that's why we moved here. I mean, we have an endless pool and we have a whole rehab room and things. And, and, and over the years, we we just figured out that we get really, really good results with what we do in the rooms. And, um, you know, we don't, we, I find we don't do a lot of like true rehab anymore. Um, and I, I guess I can only speak for like my clients that I, I think they, they, it's just word of mouth. I mean, it, we don't advertise, um, we, unfortunately probably end up we don't we don't turn anyone away but when they call and find out oh how long it might be to get in we do lose some people that way um but it's just really grown from word of mouth and i i think it's interesting because i think that you know there's a there's a human chiropractor on almost every corner and and it's almost part of normal health care for a lot of people um However, from the veterinary world, we get a lot of, we get a lot of, well, acupuncture is okay, but don't do that chiropractic. You know, that chiropractic is ripping and tearing things and, you know, and and you're like, well, it's not exactly true. But, um, so it seems like we do, you know, from the veterinary side, we get a lot of like, well, yeah, acupuncture is fine, but, but that, you know, chiropractic, you just got to watch out for. And then just from like people that would call us and, um, we get, we get more interest in chiropractic. And then I think we, we just, 
simply have more um we have more people looking for mobility type problem or their their animal has a mobility type problem and we're just we're really Cairo heavy on on that um i just we just get such great results with the manual therapies and so um so i think those couple things i mean i i think it's more accepted maybe in the in the public if you will and and then i i just think we just have over the we just get more people asking for those you know that type of service sure but we do i mean on on the flip side i mean we've got a vet that um does traditional chinese medicine and is not Cairo certified and and she's you know does a great job with all of our medicine cases and and uh and we're we're pretty busy on that side too so that was my suspicion that yeah. you answered my question really that maybe that it's a the chiropractic culture there mm-hmm. is is strong you know yeah. which is really helpful yeah. do, do you guys do any sort of uh, traditional care or is it all uh holistic yeah no i mean we we do some integrated care yeah um we have a wellness program for you know doing titers and um and some some vaccination as needed but um and yeah we don't do we don't do any surgery we don't do any sedation we do have we do have a digital radiograph or digital radiology so um certainly we can do that um and then yeah the the medicine like jen my wife jen and and dr jack which does the um i was just alluding to um yeah they do i mean they do they do true integrative medicine i mean you know they'll they'll do antibiotics if needed or you know yeah yeah certainly yeah, yeah. well six thousand square feet you got a lot of room to do stuff yeah yeah and we um like i said we we moved in here with the intent to to do a lot of um a lot more rehab than what we do but um uh, we had a, a board certified uh orthopedist that um started his practice here we we leased some space to him and um now he's a three doctor practice and they own a huge building on the other side of town so so you know we've kind of kind of then taken over that space too and and so they had renovated that space really nice and um so so we kind of it worked out well for that so so we've got we've got a back area that's um, really really nice for any type of like treatment area. That's nice. So when you were up to six veterinarians, was it difficult to find veterinarians trained in the modalities that you guys offer? Um, you know, they kind of came to us and at, at that point, now we have had some, some times when we were thinking about needing a veterinarian and we would advertise and just couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't find anyone. But, um, but the ones that we have and, or have, been here with us in the past kind of found us you know it was it was like yeah i'm really interested in this and i'm either interested in going to those um, postgraduate schools or um some you know may already be in those schools um but uh no it's just so a mixture of both i mean sometimes they they found us other times we were like i would really like to add one and, and couldn't find any so now, besides the acupuncture and chiropractic and the rehab, are any other things that you offer? Yeah, so uh, 
so my wife is just finishing up a two-year program in herbology with um, uh, Nicholas Schnell. He's here in town. And so she'll be, I mean, already has added a lot of um, herb tinctures and, and things like that. So, um, you know, coming out of the chi, I, I'm, my training is in Chinese herbs. And so she, you know, has done a lot more with Western herbs and, and Chinese herbs and um, Ayurvedic and, you know, adding a lot that way. Um, we do, uh, we do a little bit of sound therapy as well. Um, now, uh, we kind of experimented a little bit before COVID with actual like sound baths, you know, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm not sure, uh, if you're too f- familiar with that on the human side, but yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we bought some gongs and I play the didgeridoo. I, I still, I still play the didgeridoo, but, um, and we got, it was interesting because we got like uh, five of our most, and this might not have been the best experiment because we got five of our most anxious patients and, um, and, and their people. And, and we had a fr- friends of ours that do sound baths for, for people. And we set up our rehab room with all of their stuff. And, you know, we, we did this experiment and, and, and we did find that every one of those dogs did respond to, to something, whether it, you know, we thought at first it'd be like, oh, you need to be really quiet and, we, you know, need to bring this, you know, bring it, bring it in real quietly. But they really started perking up when like, when the gongs got louder or, you know, the, like, or when the didgeridoo came, you know, start, when he started playing the didgeridoo. So long story short is we, we, we kind of dove into that for a little bit. And, and I still kind of feel like it could be something that would be, useful but um so we're kind of looking at things like that or uh, and now we do use tuning forks quite a bit um and not from the not necessarily from like the acutonic side like doing a whole um treatment with that but just more like using a tuning fork to release muscle or um sometimes if i have a something that's really difficult to adjust. I might use the tuning fork on it, or you might just have an anxious patient and just, you know, even though the muscularly might not be too bad, but you know, it might, might help to relax that patient. Um, we do find that we have singing bowls as well. And we do find that the cats in particular do kind of enjoy that. They, they kind of relax with that. So, so we've, we've kind of experimented with the, with the sound therapy side as well. Um, yeah, that's really cool. So what are you doing to to, uh, stay physically active now? Um, yeah, well, I don't do, I don't do triathlon anymore. Unfortunately, my, (laughs) uh, I think my body finally said, no, you can't not doing that anymore. So, but I still, um, I, I still ride a lot. I ride my bike and, um, I do martial arts about four days a week. And, uh, we have an endless pool here, so I swim in that and, uh, I, you know, I try to try to just be, yeah, just be active and hike a lot. We have, we have an Australian shepherd he's about a year and a half old. So he needs, he needs a lot of running and, and walking. And so, yeah. Have you, uh, are you still road riding? Have you gotten into gravel at all? I do both. Um, I don't, I don't, I actually can't say I road ride a whole lot. I do, I do put my road bike on a trainer almost three to four times a week and I'll ride 
45 minutes to an hour, you know, on that. But I do have a gravel bike um, that I ride on. Uh, there's a while, it's rails to trails out here, Wabash Trace. And uh, yeah, you can, you can stop in the little towns and get a coffee or, you know, it's, it's fun. So yeah, yeah, I do that every once in a while. You've got some big rides out your way, you know, Unbound and Mid-South and some of those longer gravel rides. Yeah. See, I don't do it. Yeah. I haven't done any of those, but just more, just hobby. Yeah. And just, you know. Well, that would take more serious training. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Grant, it's been great to, uh, to chat. I think, you know, we're close to a hundred episodes now and we have not had one brewer in the group. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit unique. So I, I thank you for your time and uh, it's been really great getting to know you a little bit. Well, sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, All right. Hope to, see, hope to see you in person soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapies. ZIVT provides world-leading education in natural medicine, including three accredited postgraduate qualifications, industry-recognized certifications, and a wide range of evidence-based courses and webinars delivered by qualified and experienced practitioners. By bridging cutting-edge science and tradition, CIVT helps you to expand your treatment options to tackle your most challenging cases. And whether you're a veterinarian, veterinary technician or nurse, animal health professional, or someone who wants to learn more, they have the right course for you. Investigate their offerings at civtedu.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take the time to tell a friend and to give us a favorable rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for your support. We'll see you next time.